Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Luke Vermeer on the other side of the glass. We are with you until 1 a.m. this morning. Even though the game isn't even over yet, we are already on the air recapping what has been an absolutely dominating performance by the Hamilton Tiger Cats tonight in Winnipeg, shellacking the Winnipeg Blue Bombers 52 to 26. Ouch, it has not been pretty for Winnipeg. It started out okay for the Bombers. Actually, it started out pretty quickly for the Blue Bombers. Just two seconds in, Liram Harilahu hit a kickoff single to give Winnipeg a one to nothing lead. And from that point on, it was pretty much all Hamilton from there on in. Let's give you the scoring recap here as uh, the game continues. Justin Medlock hitting a 19-yard field goal. He is three tonight to give the Ticats a 3-1 to lead. That was another missed red zone opportunity for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, but they did still come away with some points. So a check mark in the positivity side in terms of getting points. A Paris Cotton ran in from 13 yards out to give Winnipeg a 7-3 to lead. The extra point was missed, and that was the last time Winnipeg would lead the ball game. Bakari Grant had a fumble, which was recovered by Winnipeg a few plays later, but Winnipeg gave it right back as Mike Daly intercepted his first career CFL pass to give the Tiger Cats the ball again. And uh, Hamilton made Winnipeg pay with Zach Caleros finding Terrence Tolliver from three yards out to give the Tiger Cats a 10-7 to lead. The first touchdown toss of the season for Caleros. First CFL uh, TD reception for Terrence Tolliver. Uh, seven points off turnovers, by the way, for the Cats off that play and a red zone TD finally for Hamilton after going uh, 0 for 2 in that department in Calgary last week. Then things really got bad for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers as Drew Willie was absolutely drilled by Adrian Tracy. He was kind of being spun around by Taylor Reed, and then Tracy knocked him into next week with about 20 seconds to go in the first quarter. Uh, a play later, Brandon Banks with his second punt return for a touchdown, 68-yard return, giving the Tiger Cats a 17-7 to advantage after the first quarter of play. Enter the second quarter we go, and about four minutes in, Jeff Matthews rumbled into the end zone from one yard out, his first career CFL touchdown run, another red zone scoring strike by the black and gold. It's 24-7 to Hamilton, and they just kept pouring it on. Emmanuel Davis picking off Brian Brom. It's a 35 interception return for touchdown. 31-7 to Hamilton, and they kept on coming. About five minutes later, Zach Caleros finding Bakari Grant from 35 yards out. It's 38-7. to Caleros' second TD of the game. Grant's first of the season. And Cameron Marshall with 35 seconds to play uh, scored on a four-yard touchdown run to cut Hamilton's lead to 38-13. The extra point was missed. The second one of the game for Hiralahu. So 38-13 entering halftime and coming out of the half, Calero sits Bakari Grant for a monster 51-yard play all the way to the Winnipeg 23. Ends up being a field goal for the Tiger Cats, a 32-yard boot from Medlock, two of two on the night at that point, four for four on the year for the left-footed Medlock, Hamilton extending their lead 41-13. Hugh O'Neill, recently signed punter Hugh O'Neill, gets into the action, conceding a safety for the Tiger Cats. It's 41-15 with about eight minutes to play 
in the third period. Hiralahu connects on a 35-yard field goal with 4.35 to go in quarter number three, making it 41-18 tie Cats. The scoring continued in favor of Hamilton. In fact, Brandon Stewart's with a pick six. The former Blue Bomber defensive back picks off Brian Brom, brings it back 38 yards for another Ticats touchdown. 49-18 to after Caleros hit fan twos on a two-point conversion. So after the fourth quarter we go, Brian Brom finally finds his mojo, rumbles in from 16 yards out. The two-point convert is good as Cameron Marshall ran in from one yard out following a penalty against the Ticats when Winnipeg missed the two-point, but they regrouped, got the two-pointer, 49-26. A medlock uh, with 5.56 to go drains a 38-yard field goal, three for three on the night, five for five on the season, 52-26. The Tiger Cats lead. There's under two minutes to play at Investors Group Field in Winnipeg, and the Hamilton Tiger Cats well well on their way to improving to one and one on the season and a great rebound game for the tiger cats given how they lost last week they never trailed last week until the last second field goal by rene paradis to give the stampeders a 24 23 victory and another heartbreaking loss for the cats in calgary there's been a few of those but they haven't lost at Investors Group Field, and that continues here on tonight as the Ticats are running out the clock and will improve to 1-1. One and one. And what a way to enter the bye week for the Tiger Cats. All right, still to come on the fifth quarter here, brought to you by Wizens Law. We're going to have our player of the game. This is your opportunity to call in and vote for your player of the game. It could be somebody from Winnipeg, although I'm not sure why you would go that road. Most likely it will be a Tiger Cats player. I can almost guarantee that. And we'll also name our fifth quarter fan of the night before all is said and done at 1 o'clock in the morning. Ticats have looked good in the red zone. They've had some big plays from Banks, from Davis, from Brandon Stewart. Zach Caleros has looked very well as well. We'll bring you the stats pack once the final score or the uh, final uh, gun is shot off and the final whistle is blown just over a minute to go in Winnipeg. We'll give you the complete stats and we'll take your calls and emails. Here are the coordinates to get in on the action. 905-645-3221 star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com You can also tweet us at am900chml at Rick Zamprin. Use the hashtag fifth quarter if you will. There have been a number of comments made during the game and uh, all obviously all very positive in favor of how the Tiger Cats are playing. A lot of discussion uh, surrounding whether Jeff Matthews should have come in much earlier for Zach Caleros, i.e. some fans saying maybe they should have made the switch at halftime. That was probably a little early for me. It was 38-13 at the half and a lot of football to play. I really thought that Matthews would come in at the start of the fourth quarter with the Tiger Cats up 49-18. to And uh, interesting to note that they went for two when it was 47-18, the Tiger Cats did, and they got it. Hey, you got to practice these things. But um, interesting with that point spread already in your hip pocket that the Tiger Cats would go for two at that point. But hey, they've gotten over 50 points and um, with about 20 seconds to go, they will improve 
to one and one. So an impressive performance for the Tiger Cats tonight as they beat up on the Blue Bombers. Player of the game, you'd got to think Banks, Davis, Stewart, Caleros is going to be in that mix. There's no doubt about it. Fantuz might as well as he's had another solid game. Bakari Grant is probably in the discussion. A lot of guys to choose from in terms of the player of the game voting tonight for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Another issue, another tidbit, another nugget that we can toss around or chew on tonight is penalties. Oh, my goodness. As it stands right now with... Jeff Matthews taking the final knee and the final score 52-26. Penalties tonight. My goodness. The Hamilton Tiger Cats committing 16 penalties for 160 yards. The Blue Bombers 17 penalties for 145 yards. That is insane. Absolutely insane. Way too many penalties. And we kind of knew this was going to happen with the new rules, the pass interference rules. But there was more than just that going on in this football game. Way more than just pass interference penalties in this football game. Your thoughts on tonight's ball game: 52-26, Ticats victorious over the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter at am900chml and at Rick Samprin. Uh, use the hashtag fifth quarter. Manny on Twitter. Great team win. Enjoy the bye week, boys. Montreal, we're coming for you guys next. Scary when this team gets injured boys back. That's a pretty good point because there are a number of cats who are still on the injured list. When you consider the talent not playing for the Cats again tonight. Luke Tasker, Nick Grigsby, C.J. Gable, uh, Rico Murray. We know that Courtney Stephen was a late scratch tonight. Brian Simmons didn't play. He was a healthy scratch or an inactive tonight. We all know the story about Brian Bulky and Moses Madu and Lyndon Gadosh. Those guys won't be playing this season. Spencer Watt in that category as well. Out for the year. And then there's another CFL quarterback going down with an injury. Drew Willie hit hard by Adrian Tracy early in this football game. He was absolutely railroaded. And I hope, I hope the CFL doesn't penalize Adrian Tracy. I don't, I don't think that's a finable hit, even though it was helmet to helmet. I don't think it's a suspendable hit. Because when you look at the replay over and over, Taylor Reed was spinning Drew Willie. He was, he was sacking him, and as he was spinning him to the turf, Adrian Tracy was coming around the corner, head down, was you know probably attempting to tackle him at a, a waist-high level, and Willie's head came into contact, and vice versa, with the helmet of Adrian Tracy. But another... CFL quarterback is hurt. So Drew Willie is gone. You got to think for at least a week. If he's got a concussion, it might be a whole lot longer than that. Darian Durant, ruptured Achilles, gone for the season. 
Ricky Ray and his shoulder injury probably gone for at least the first four, if not for six games of the Argonauts' season. Jonathan Crompton, gone for a few weeks with a bad shoulder. Dan Lefevre out for the year with a bad shoulder. Mike Riley, 10 to 12 weeks on the injured list. Travis Lule's shoulder, we really don't know if it's 100% or not. We'll find out on Saturday when the Lions take on Ottawa. Man, you get the sense that CFL starting quarterbacks have a bullseye on their chest this season. Your thoughts on the game tonight. The Tiger Cats embarrassing Winnipeg 52-26. to Both teams now 1-1 one and one early on in the CFL campaign. We'll get your vote for player of the game and we'll also name our fifth quarter fan of the night. When we come back, your calls, your feedback, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. The fifth quarter continues on am900chml. Rick Samprin here. It is the fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law on am900chml. Wowzers, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Hammering Winnipeg tonight, 52-26. to 26. Did anyone see this scoreline coming? I was predicting 33-28. A much closer game. 52-26. Not even close. Lines are open at 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter... At Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML, use the hashtag fifth quarter. We're live until 1 a.m. today, or actually tomorrow, I guess. Uh, so we got lots of time to get to your calls. So if you don't want to call in right away, we do have a whole hour and 10 minutes of the legendary fifth quarter show. We'll take your player of the game. We'll also name our fifth quarter fan of the night before all you said and done. Let's go to the phones. Darcy is on the line. Darcy, how are you? Hey, Rick. How you doing? I'm fantastic. You? Uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm really glad you guys kept this show going. It's like um, yeah, it's like a no-brainer. My, it's like my tie cat therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and there's not much therapy to be talking about tonight. What a what a no, performance! No, like you like you touched on it earlier with all the injuries we have. It, it it's scary to to see the like this team. I haven't known a tight cat team in years that have this much depth yeah and uh even at the quarterback position i i really like what this jeff matthews guy i think he's uh he's, he's a good he's a he's a pretty good quarterback and um adrian tracy he uh dennis mcphee's got to be salivating at the mouth he he reminds me of a baby joe monford oh oh no but this guy can play oh i know like, I, I don't know where they got this kid from but uh he can play yeah, he's he he's got a great motor. He's a sure-handed tackler. His hands are absolutely mammoth as well. Yeah, and and, and, and our secondary, I haven't like we we've had more pick sixes and interceptions in the last two weeks than we've had probably in the last I don't know how long. It's been a long time since I remember the secondary um, being ball hawks like this. I think I think there were two last year in Ottawa, but before that, you probably had to go to the boat game at Old Canada in Stadium. Yeah, it's uh, Orlando's got them playing. Uh, the defense is playing really well, and like you, like with the injuries, like Bulky, Gaydosh, uh, Eric Norwood, Norwood, and then yep. you got C.J. Gable, Tasker. My God, it's like that's a B that's, team. That, that that's scary. Like uh, like you say, next man up. But 
I don't know. I like what I see right now, and I I, uh, I hope they keep it going. Me too. Darcy, uh, you have a player of the game nominee? Uh-huh. Oh, Darcy left. We didn't even get his player of the game nominee. I guess we'll go with, I don't know, I can't really nominate somebody for Darcy. Darcy, if you want to email rick at 900chml.com or tweet us at am900chml, at Rick Zamprin, give us your player of the game. We need we need to tabulate these statistics. We do have some votes coming in for player of the game. Bruce tweets us, a trying to call brother just keeps ringing and then turns busy. Hey, we'll get to you, Bruce. Keep trying. His player of the game is Brandon Banks. How about Speedy B? Two games in a row with punt returns for touchdowns. Let's really give him one in the Grey Cup last year because really it was a punt return for a touchdown, even though it didn't count. Before that, in the East Final, he's got two against Montreal. I mean, the guy is absolutely out of this world. Absolutely out of this world. Brandon Banks clearly up for player of the game tonight with a 68-yard punt return for a touchdown. That was at the end of the first quarter, 17-7 cats, and they were off to the races from there on in. Who's your player of the game? 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Mark on Twitter, player of the game is Bakari Grant. Yeah, he had a strong game as well. He had a really strong game, and it's great to see a guy like that who took a while to find his place in free agency. Was he going to sign elsewhere? Was he going to try and sign on the West Coast where he's from? Was he looking at B.C.? as a possible destination? Was Toronto a likely landing spot for Bakari Grant? At the end of the day, very late in free agency, he said, you know what, I'm coming back to Hamilton. And he almost got the sense that he had to he had to prove himself again that he was worthy of a not only a roster spot, but a starting job. And lo and behold, he, he delivered tonight. Give you his stats in a minute or two, and they are impressive. He had a, a 100 plus yard receiving night tonight. Jen on Twitter, great game. This team will only get stronger when guys return from injury. Hashtag fifth quarter, hashtag Ticats. Way to go, Jen. That's the way to do it. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Email from Anthony. Rick, imagine that. When all three facets are going, look what we can do. Had a good feeling the air show was coming to Winnipeg. Hashtag fifth quarter defense really penetrated the quarterback. I definitely wish Willie the best, but that was a football play. Couple of pick sixes. Banks does what Banks does best. Player of the game, Caleros. Hey, I got it right this week. Anthony. So he's got Zach Caleros. We have three different player of the game candidates up until this point. And there's probably a few more to come. Banks, Grant, Caleros. Hey, we're live until 1 in the morning, so give us a call at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. 52-26, the final for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I really didn't see that scoreline coming. But lo and behold, the Tiger Cats are 1-1, one and one, entering the bye week, coming back home after staying in Alberta for the week. After that Calgary game, not really wishing to come back home and then practice for a couple days and then go back to face the Blue Bombers in Winnipeg. So that strategy, that game plan, that calendar really works in the Tiger Cats' 
favor. And Winnipeg, which was coming off a pretty you know emotional season-opening win in Regina against the Rough Riders in a game that, yeah, Darian Durant went down, but still winning at Mosaic Stadium is is no easy feat. Winnipeg was you know, strutting pretty tall at home entering game number two, but the Tiger Cats really put the wood to the Blue Bombers tonight. It's great to see. 52-26. Wow. Who's your player of the game? We have a vote for Speedy B, a vote for Bakari Grant, and a vote for Zach Caleros. And I think there's a few more guys in there. I think there's a few more guys who are going to be in the mix. I'm not going to mention anyone because I don't want to skew the voting, but I can think of at least two defensive guys and one more guy on offense that I think should be in the mix in terms of player of the game. There's really nobody from Winnipeg who's going to garner any sort of attention. And nor should they. They just got taken to the woodshed. 905 645 star 9900 on your smartphone. Kevin on email. Hi, with all these injuries, especially quarterbacks, how much is because of the new rules? You know what? I don't think that has that has any sort of impact at all. When you look at the new rules that are affecting quarterbacks, the only one that really comes into play would be pass interference because they're the guys who are chucking the football. And after that five-yard buffer, you now the football is pretty much out of their hands. About two seconds after the snap, it's it's gone. So I don't think the new rules have any effect or any impact on the quarterback injuries thus far. Certainly looked to Ricky Ray, and he was, you know, I was a football play. Darian Durant was just a freak injury. I mean, he was just kind of on his own. Nobody even touched him. He just planted wrong. Mike Riley got lit up. Drew Willie got lit up. I don't think any of the new rules caused those. Same with Crompton and Lefevre. All, all football-type plays. So I think we can dismiss that. Good attempt. Way to think outside the box, Kevin. But nah, I'm going to say no to that one. All right, another quick break. We have Robert, Frank, Bruce all on the line. Hang tight. We're going to get to you as the fifth quarter continues on AM 900 CHML. Good old-fashioned shellacking in the peg tonight, courtesy of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, who throttled the Blue Bombers 52-26 tonight. Both teams now 1-1. One and one. A Tiger Cats with a share of first place in the East Division with Toronto and Ottawa. The Argos are in action Sunday in Saskatchewan. Ottawa is at home to the BC Lions on Saturday. Calgary and Montreal tomorrow night. Or actually, tonight, as it's 12.01 on Friday. Fifth quarter brought to you by Wizens Law here on AM 900 CHML. Glad that you can be a part of the fun. We're taking your calls, your emails, your tweets on, obviously, your thoughts on tonight's game, your vote for player of the game. We have a vote for Speedy B. We have a vote for Bakari Grant. One for Zach Caleros. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email your player of the game or your thoughts on the game, rick at 900chml.com. And uh, use the hashtag fifth quarter if you're tweeting us at am900chml and at Rick Samprin. We'll also name our fan of the night when all is said and done uh, when we are done at 1 a.m. this morning. 
Tweet coming in from Brad. He says Zach is his candidate for player of the game. So there's a vote for Zach Caleros. He's now got two on the board. All right, let's go to the phones now, and we'll go to the top of the deck. Robert is on the line. Robert, good morning. Good morning, Rick. How are you? I am great. How about you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Okay. Good. Um, sorry, I couldn't get a hold of uh, call you last week because I was over at Wasega Beach uh, with my nephews watching the game. Hey, that's okay. That sounds like fun. So I enjoyed listening to you on the radio last week. Um, just a couple questions. Yeah. Um, I think the team looked really good today. I just wish we would run the ball more, because <laughs> uh, we're going to have to run the ball sooner or later. Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, you got to find out if Holly can do the job, because, I mean, Grigsby and um, Gable seem to be heard, you know, off and on. So you got to find somebody. And, you know, we were up, you know, big at the half. We should have been running the ball more in the second half instead of still throwing it. Yep. By the way, they had five ball carriers tonight. Uh, and they got the ball 15 times in total. Ray Hawley with a team-high six carries tonight. Yep. You know, and he looked pretty good, and especially Winnipeg, too. I mean, to find out, because they're, they're, they're pretty, uh, uh, you know, on the running game, they seem to have a lot of problems with that. So, But, um, you know, they look good, and uh, Bakari Grant looks awesome, but I think he's playing for his job because um, Tasker's got to find a spot somewhere, right? You're so, right, yep. I mean, he's he's just shooting, you know, he's saying, okay, let me go because, I mean, he's trying to get extra yardage and he fumbles the ball again. And Yeah, but he did the second time around when he got that 51-yarder. So, I mean, you gotta get, you got to give him props for not wanting to go down. And, you know, Luke Vermeer, my producer tonight, and I were just talking off air that, yeah, he, he he's great at fighting for extra yards, but if he's going to give up possession, you don't want that. You want to keep you want to keep the ball. That's right. That's right. You know, you got to hang out of the ball. Put two arms around it and fight for the yards that way. That's know? right. And, and you bring up a good point with Grant, knowing that he's fighting for not only a roster spot, but that starting job. Because, you know, when Luke Tasker is healthy, who do you take out? Do you take out Tolliver? Do you take out Underwood? Do you take out Grant? Well, I mean, do you take that's, out Singfield? That's, 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 well, it's either Singfield, but, you know, you want to use him too, right? So I know. On some punts and, and kickoff returns. So and you, I know Grant can't play the end, the, uh, the wide receiver. He's not fast enough. Yeah, he's a slot guy. He's a slot guy, and so, I mean, Tasker's pretty well got that job wrapped up, you mm-hmm. know, so. But anyways. So it's, it's a good problem to have, nonetheless. Yeah, anyways. I also got a question for you. Yeah. Um, are you not going to have the Monday night show? There's no more Monday night show. I mean, you know, I know you guys, you guys don't have the rights, but, I mean, you still could bring the show, couldn't you? Technically we could, but this is our, this is our show. This is our marquee Ticat show. This is our this is our commitment to talking to Ticats fans, and of course we'll still do you know segments on the Bill Kelly Show, Scott Thompson Show, Scott Radley. So you know it's not only the fifth quarter, but this is the marquee the marquee program. All righty, all right. Hey, do you have a, do you have a vote for Player of the Game? Well, yeah, it's got to be Zach. I mean, Zach Caleros. All right. I mean, two two weeks in a row, he's he's you know he's lights out. So he's been dynamite. Thanks for the call, Robert. Okay, thanks. Bye. You can join the party, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at am900chml, or at Rick Samper. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. Frank is on the phone. Frank, how are you? Hey, I'm good, bud. Awesome. Yeah, good morning. morning. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, beautiful game. My player of the game is the whole team. Oh, okay. Everyone. I think the whole team played great. And uh, my problem is I was watching the broadcast on TV, like mm-hmm. everybody else was. Well, not everybody, but 
And all they talk about is how Drew Willie got hurt and they, you know, Winnipeg, what about Winnipeg? What about Winnipeg? What about Hamilton? Come on, we've been building this team for, what, two, three years now. And uh, I'm really tired of these commentators going, oh, Hamilton, Hamilton, Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So you think they're, you they're two anti-Ticats? Pardon me? They're two anti-Ticats? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. Are they too anti-Hamilton? They're 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 pro whoever Hamilton is playing they're against. Pro whoever we do not play. Yeah, or do play. It's, it's you know, it's really sad. It's like you got to get off that. And your previous caller, um, we have no running game right now. Um, Holly is is great. Is great. He tries, but we have no running game. And uh, I would give, actually, I would give, um, you know, probably Zach, but I'd say the whole team. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Frank. Have a good night or a good morning. Uh, email from Alan. Hey, Rick, it's uh, Alan from Whitby. What an amazing game. We ripped them apart tonight with Mike Riley out, Ricky Ray, Darian Durant, Drew Willey, Jonathan Crompton, and Dan Lefevre out. Uh, I think Hamilton can really put their mark in the standings the next six weeks, and I think we can go 3-1 and one coming home August 3rd against Toronto. I think Adrian Tracy is leveling Willie, should get player of the game. He's a beast. You never want to see a guy get hurt. Uh, he's a beast. When Norwood comes back, look out. I thought Emmanuel Davis had a pretty good game also, and some penalties that were debatable against him. If Caleros can keep this up, he will be... Uh, he will bring in 5,000 yards this year. He racked up 3,500 yards in 13 games last year. So Allen's vote is for Adrian Tracy, player of the game. I don't know if we should name him player of the game just because he knocked out Drew Willie. But I get his point. He had a, he had a strong game. Allen also chimes in with uh, he'd take out Matt Coates and putting Luke Tasker. That's my choice when Tasker is back. That's all fine and good, but... You need a backup for Andy Fan too, so you you really don't want, you really can't uh, supplant a Canadian starter with an American starter unless you're bringing in another Canadian to start in place of an American. And with Courtney Stevens' injury status kind of a question mark, we really don't know how this team is going to proceed in terms of who's going to be in and who's going to be out in the next couple of weeks. A mark on Twitter. Wright's player of the game is Bradbury, referee Al Bradbury. Too many penalties. Well, that's a new one. Referee gets a player of the game nod. Uh, Leanne says that uh, her player of the game would be Andy Fantuz and Tracy. So we'll give it to Fantuz, seeing that she named Fantuz first. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Who's your player of the game? Want to know your thoughts on the game? And we'll also name our Fifth quarter fan of the night before we wrap up at 1 o'clock this morning. Bruce is on the line. Hey, Bruce, how are you? Hey, Oski Wee Wee, buddy. Oski Wawa, how are you? What, a, what an awesome game. I got home. I didn't get uh, didn't get a chance to watch the first half. I'm going to have to watch that. Uh, I got in time for the second half. And I must say, man, this team is looking better each and every week. Uh, we're finishing plays. We're making our tackles. Um, but like I said, I'm going to have to give my player to uh, my my boy Banks. Um, he's just playing phenomenal. He's on pace for 18 runbacks now. <laughs> that, right? that would be crazy. You know, and you even look at his run game, and I think he had, uh, 
What was he just looking? He was rushing. He had four carries for 13 yards, yeah. and he also had two catches for 11 yards. Yeah, so, you know, he's a he's an all-around guy. He's, he's money in the bank. He can beat you in a variety of ways. Uh, and another guy um, I'm going to have to give uh, heads up to is uh, Medlock. He's doing awesome. Five for five this year. On his field goals. And uh, the new guy that we just signed, uh, O'Neal. You know, I knew he, he was coming in to punt, and looks like he's getting that done. Longest one was 47. And you got to love the beard as well. I love the beard. <laughs> but it's pretty impressive. You gotta, you gotta... But you know what? My thoughts and my prayers have to go out to Drew Willie. Yeah. You, you don't want to see that, man. No. Nope. I don't know what it is with quarterbacks this year. Let's just pray that nothing happens to our quarterback. But his time was last year, I, last year. so let's hope uh, we don't repeat what happened to him. You got it. Thanks for the call, Bruce. And thanks for having a fifth quarter as always, buddy. You got it. Talk to you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you too. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. A couple of places for you to get in on the action. Name your player of the game. See if that individual is named the fifth quarter player of the game later on in the show. I'll also name our fifth quarter fan of the night. A tweet from Jeff. I'd have to say Hassan Hazimi deserves a nod for player of the game. That's not one that I thought of. What did Hassan Hazimi do to garner the vote for player of the game? Well, he had a couple of defensive tackles. He had a sack as well, a loss of 10. So, yeah, okay, we'll accept that. It is a vote. It's from a fan. We will take it. Also take Harold's call. Harold, good morning. How are you? I'm good. Um, I, I'm just totally amazed. I, I'm a long-time Tag fan. Mm-hmm. I never thought that I would see a player that I thought was as good as Garney Henley. And I think Brandon Banks is very, very close. Wow, that is high praise. Yeah, I know, but th- this guy is unbelievable. And I mean, I, like I said, I'm a long-time Fan and, and Garney was unbelievable, but Brandon is pretty close. But anyway, um, it's good to see Hamilton get the touchdowns instead of the field goals. Yeah, they, finally. Uh, they uh, capitalized on, I think they only missed on one opportunity. They ended up kicking a field goal. Um, they're playing phenomenal right now. And I wasn't a big fan of Zach Kolaris, but I'll tell you what, he's uh, making me change my mind. <laughs> yeah, he's had a pretty good start to the year, that's for sure. Yeah, and he had a, a pretty good ending to the year last year. Well, yeah, and and like uh, like I said, um, he, he's a much better quarterback than I initially thought that he was. And I, I obviously... You're not going to win all your games like you did tonight, but yeah, I, yeah. They're, they're off to a great start. And I think it's going to be a very exciting year. Harold, do you have a, a pick uh, or a selection for um, player of the game tonight? Uh be Brandon Banks. Brandon Banks, all right. Well, him and Zach Caleros now tied with three votes apiece, so the early front runners for player of the game. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be close because Zach was really, really good too. Yeah. Harold, thanks for the call. Okay. This is the fifth quarter on AM 900 CHML, brought to you by Wizen's Law. Back to Twitter we go. Brad, what about using Ford more? He showed well there at the end. Hashtag fifth quarter. He's referring to 
Running back Michael Ford. Six carries, a team-high 35 yards. It's an average of 5.8 and a long of 11. Get the sense that Ford and Hawley aren't going to be the go-to guys when the injured guys get back, Nick Rigsby and C.J. Gable. I mean, those are going to be your your two guys you're going to run with. But Hawley has showed well. Ford, yeah, had an okay night towards the end of the game. But those guys are really going to be depth guys, really future guys, and guys that can step in when your two horses can't go. Who's your player of the game? And uh, you could be a candidate for fifth quarter fan of the night with your call, email, or tweet. Ring us up at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at am900chml, and at Rick Samprin. Quick break. Steve's on the line. Hang tight. We'll get to you in a couple minutes. This is the fifth quarter on am900chml. Fifth quarter continues here on Hamilton's News Talk and Sports Leader. We have the final stats coming in, so we'll get to those in a couple of minutes as those have been uh, officialized, if you will, by the Canadian Football League statisticians. So we'll get to those statistics in a matter of seconds. A tweet coming in from Mark. My only complaint tonight is the guy wearing sweater number one. Bad enough Burris wore it, but there is only one. Number one, hashtag Pearl, referring to Earl the Pearl Winfield. Hey, give us a call with your player of the game, your thoughts on tonight's game at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. If you're on Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter. Uh, tweet us at am900chml at Rick Samprin. Back to the phones we go. Steve's been hanging tight. Steve, good morning. Thanks for waiting. Hey, how's it going, Rick? Good. How are you? Good. I enjoy your show. I really do. I hey, was thanks. listening to the TSN one earlier, and I, I like yours better. It's pretty good. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right. So first, I thought I agree with the comment. Does does I think it's Tolliver. Does he know he's wearing Earl's number? No, that's Taekwon Underwood. That's number one. Is Underwood? Yeah. Underwood? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, um, I don't know if he is. I, I'm not sure. should ask him if he knows whose number that is. He probably doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Anyways, I wanted to make a comment. I thought... You know, I was watching the game tonight, and I thought, their defense, and I was thinking about, um, I, I talked with, uh, I talked with uh, the defensive coordinator there about a year ago, and I said, you know, did you take a lot from Sudsy? And he's like, oh, yeah, for sure. And, and you saw it tonight. That was, that was totally Don Southern South defense. That was just in your face. I'm going to hurt you. I loved it. It was great. Also, I'd like to comment to say that, I thought they should have taken the quarterback out at the half because look at what's happening to quarterbacks. He, there was no way he should have been playing the third and fourth quarter. Yeah, that's a good point. But he was in there. And, uh, yeah, and it, everything looks good. I think once we get uh, our running back back, CJ, we will have a dominant offense. So all the way, baby. And I'll let you comment on that. How's that? Yeah, can you give me your player of the game? Player of the game? Um, Bakari. I go with Bakari Grant okay. every time. Good choice. <laughs> thanks, for, th- thanks for the call, Steve. All right, thank you. Uh, we have uh, 40 minutes left in the program. You can certainly call us up here at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Tweet us, use the hashtag fifth quarter at am900chml at Rick Samprin. Regarding 
Uh, Steve's comments read the run game when C.J. Gable and Nick Grigsby come back. Yeah, they're more talented than uh, Michael Ford, and they're more talented than, than Ray Holly. but when you look at the Kent Austin slash Tommy Condell offense, you come to one conclusion. They love throwing the football, and what's not to like when you have Caleros zipping it as he is, when you have those deadly targets from Fantuz to Banks to Tasker when he's healthy, Bakari Grant, as Steve mentioned, Tolliver and Underwood have been showing, you know, a, a pretty decent so far CFL uh, resume. Um, you know, they're going to they're gonna continue to throw the football around. They're going to continue to chuck it. That's what their offense is predicated on, throwing the football downfield. You're seeing a lot more shots downfield as well. Past couple of years, there's been, and and whether it was Caleros or if Lefevre was in there at the time, not seeing those deep routes materialize or the defense is just picking up on what the Ticats were presenting offensively. I think over the first couple of games, the Ticats have been looking at more of those intermediate and certainly a few more looks on the deep route. But I think once Gable and, and Grigsby come back, as I said, I think I think they're still going to be throwing the football around. It is exciting when it works. There's no doubt about that. JFL writes, player of the game is the servers at the Rum Hut <laughs> at Investors Group Field. They were extra busy tonight. Yeah, there was a lot of fans heading to the Rum Hut early and often, trying to drown their sorrows, trying to figure out what is going on with their Winnipeg Blue Bombers after they beat Saskatchewan in Week 1, 30-26. They got humiliated tonight, 52-26. to Ouch. Uh, J.R. Harley on Twitter at Rick Samprin, his player of the game is Zach Caleros. So Caleros has a has a leading five votes for player of the game. Brandon Banks with three, Bakari Grant with two, Andy Fantuz has one, Hassan Hazimi with one, Adrian Tracy has one, and the whole team has one. And it really was a team effort when you think of you know, all the factors that came into last night's victory. You had great defensive plays, a couple of pick sixes. Special teams was very special with Banks and Medlock. And offensively, they translated those red zone opportunities into points, into touchdowns. So it was great to see, finally, the Ticats, especially in the red zone, getting the job done. All right, let's go to some stats here and we'll start with we'll start with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and it wasn't it wasn't really pretty at all two quarterbacks got into the game in terms of at least throwing the football Drew Willie started but left with 20 seconds left in the first quarter after getting a hellacious shot to the helmet from Adrian Tracy Willie's stat line three of six for 48 yards and he threw an interception that one picked off by Mike Daly, his first career INT. Brian Brom came in in relief, went 16 of 28 for 146 yards, couple of picks. Both of them returned to the house, one by Emmanuel Davis, the other by former Blue Bomber Brandon Stewart. On the ground, Paris Cotton has had a pretty solid start to his CFL season. 
had, uh, what was it, 108 yards last week on 13 carries. Well, this time around, this game, nine carries, 46 yards, scored a touchdown as well. Brom had a 16-yard touchdown run, and Cameron Marshall had a TD run as well from four yards out. Through the air, Nick Moore, a Bombers leading six receptions for 79 yards. Julian Fioli Godino at five for 40. Paris Cotton also had three catches for 22. Defensively, Chris Randall with a team high nine defensive tackles. A sack by Bass, one by Jabbar Westerman. Uh, no interceptions for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers tonight. Kicking-wise, Laram Haralahu is uh, really an interesting subject. Had a pretty good rookie campaign last year, but missed two extra points tonight. And uh, he did nail a field goal from, what was it, 35 yards out. But a really up-and-down game in terms of the Blue Bombers' kicker. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. Tell us your player of the game nominee, who you think should be that person. And this might give you a little more insight to cast your ballot. Because here's the Tiger Cats statistics. Zach Caleros has five votes on the board for player of the game. And what's not to like about his 26 of 33 performance? That's seven incompletions, threw for 354 yards and two touchdowns. Jeff Matthews, by the way, two for two for 41 yards in mop-up duty. Michael Ford, six carries, 35 yards. Ray Hawley, six carries, 16 yards. Brandon Banks also had four carries for 13 yards. Through the air, Bakari Grant, wow, what a game he had. Five receptions, 117 yards, and a touchdown. About half of that 117 came on one play. A 51-yard long bomb from Caleros. He ran probably another 15 to 20 yards after the catch. Shedding tackles, gaining big yak yards. Terrell Singfield, three catches, 78 receiving yards tonight. Andy Fantuz was automatic tonight. Eight receptions, 73 yards. Clutch. Taekwon Underwood, five for 62. Ray Hawley out of the backfield, three catches, 41 yards. Terrence Tolliver had a couple of catches and his first CFL touchdown. And Brandon Banks with a couple of receptions for 11 yards. Defensively, not a lot of tackles on the board, and that's probably because the Tiger Cats had much of the ball on offense tonight. But Mike Daly, Emmanuel Davis, Ed Ganey, uh, Butler and Reed, all with four defensive tackles. That was the team high. Four. It's not a lot. That goes to show you good team defense. They really swarmed to the football and brought down the Bombers' player on offense. Medaly had an interception. Manuel Davis had a pick, which he returned for a touchdown. And uh, Brandon Stewart had an interception returned for a touchdown. He had one tackle as well. And we should mention in Stewart's case, uh, he came in for Courtney Stephen. It was a late scratch, a healthy scratch tonight. He and Brian Simmons, the, the two inactives for Hamilton tonight. So Brandon Stewart played in place of Courtney Stephen. Mike Daly got the start at safety 
and um, Craig Butler moved to the Sam linebacker position. So with one of your Canadians going down, Ken Austin and company had to make a choice on who was the Canadian that was going to be rotated somewhat out of position, although Craig Butler has played linebacker in the CFL before, and, and quite nicely, if you will, a couple of years ago for the Saskatchewan Roughriders. So they had to make those changes, and still defensively, they were absolutely rock solid. Sacks tonight, one for Reed, one for Azimi. So two on the board for the Ticats tonight. Special teams, Brandon Banks with a 68-yard punt return for a touchdown. Justin Medlock, three for three on field goals. And Hugh O'Neill, a couple of punts tonight, did not look out of place one iota. That all accumulated into a 52-26 beatdown. As the Ticats improve to 1-1, one one, the Bombers fall to 1-1. One and one. Team stats, first downs in favor of the Cats, 28-20. to 20. Total yards in favor of the Hamilton Tiger Cats as well, 441 to Winnipeg's 244. Time of possession also favoring Hamilton, 32 minutes, 48 seconds to Winnipeg's 27 minutes and 12 seconds. Don't even get me started on the penalties tonight. 16 for the Cats, 160 yards. Winnipeg, 17 infractions for 145 yards. That is way too many. That should be that that 17 for 145 or 16 for 160. That should be the total for both teams combined. You know, eight penalties for 80 yards. That, that that's usually, at least in past years, how it's been, how it's gone down. With the new rules, especially those PI rules, they they tack on a lot of yards. Saw that in a few cases tonight. Including the penalty against Emmanuel Davis, which I still do not understand. And we saw Ken Austin uh, flail his arms and and wonder what was going on. I didn't think that was a penalty. If you want to discuss that, if you want to cast your vote for your player of the game, give us a call at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at am900chml, or at Rick Samprin. More of the fifth quarter coming up. We're live until 1 this morning. It's brought to you by Wizens Law, and you're listening to AM900CHML. Back at it here on the fifth quarter here on Hamilton's News Talk and Sports Leader, talking about tonight's 52-26 victory by the Hamilton Tiger Cats over the Winnipeg Blue Bombers tonight, and what a performance it was. It started out, um, I wouldn't say slow, but it started out quickly for the Blue Bombers, getting a kickoff single two seconds into the ball game. Winnipeg led 7-3 about midway through the first quarter, and then, man, oh, man, it was all Tiger Cats from there on in. Obviously, the injury to Drew Willie, and hopefully he's okay and is back in action soon, but obviously that injury to Drew Willie really um, stymied, stumped, stopped any, any momentum that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers had on offense and really... You know, cut the mojo, the momentum that that team had been building from last week to this week in in, in the early part of uh, the ball game. And with Brian Brom coming in and they had offense stumbling again and again and again, Ticats took advantage not only defensively with a couple of pick sixes, but offensively as well. A total team effort tonight, all three facets of the game, comfortably with a big check mark for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. 
Email from Lindsay. Emailing rick at 900chml.com. Tonight was a great game. The offense we have and when the injured players return, oh my word. The defense has been pretty solid too. Look out CFL. Caleros is my player of the game. Go Cats go. Email from Lindsay. So Caleros now taking the lead with six votes in the player of the game race. We'll announce that player of the game just before 1 a.m. Email from Bradley. I have to agree with you. Holly and Ford are the future for the Cats, but the way Gable and Grigsby play, injuries for them seem to be fast and furious. The future may be closer than you think. That email again from Brad. Well, hopefully that's not the case because you never want to rush guys, even though Ford and Holly have played some in some pretty big games in the past in terms of their collegiate careers. But in terms of their CFL careers, I mean, they're newbies. They're new to the league. They're, they, they'd probably admit that they're still learning the league as we speak. You know, learning how to be a pro football player, all the nuances that go along with being a, a professional athlete. Much, much different than the university and college scene. Way different. Different pressures, different responsibilities. Uh, it's just a totally, totally different ballgame. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. Who's your player of the game? Who is, who is your standout star tonight? I really thought that Emmanuel Davis was going to get a few more nods in the player of the game category. I thought he was okay tonight. I actually thought he was a little better than okay. Had a pick six. Made, uh, what was it, four defensive tackles. And that one penalty against him, with which led to the a touchdown with 11.50 to go uh, by Cameron Marshall. As as Clarence Denmark is going downfield, deep into Ticats territory, I thought, I mean, it looked to me that Denmark had spun Davis around and was trying to get in position to make the catch. And it's almost as if Davis was penalized for being where he was. I mean, he has a right to be in in that place. I mean, he's he's running downfield, side by side. To me, does not look like he's initiating contact with the receiver. But lo and behold, penalty flag is thrown. And if you were watching the game tonight on TV, how many times, how many times tonight did we hear, quote unquote, Flags are down. It was almost a constant. You saw that little flash of yellow down on the bottom of the screen. Flag, flag, flag. Holy cow. 33 times tonight. 17 for the Bombers, 16 for the Tiger Cats. And there were a variety of penalties. From offside, illegal contact on a receiver... Legal block, holding, too many men, defensive PI, time count violation, procedure, holding, roughing the kicker. It uh, (laughs) was a comedy of penalty flags, a constant stream of those yellow handkerchiefs on the turf. Too much. Too much. I, I understand. I understand what the Canadian Football League is trying to do. 
after last year's mediocre offensive showing. Yeah, there were some exciting games here and there. There were some great offensive performances from week to week. But as a whole, a very down year in terms of offensive production across the league. You can't really point to one or two teams. The league as a whole saw their offensive prowess, the offensive production, slip mightily compared to years previous. So I get what the Canadian Football League is trying to do. They, they want to open the game. They want, it, they want to make it easier for offenses to march down the field, for offenses to get into the end zone. And as we all know, offense sells tickets. Defense wins championships. I know that there's, there's probably some former Ticats listening to this show right now who have played defense and truly understand that statement. And there's probably guys who have played on offense who understand that statement. Everyone wants to go to a football game and see a 52-26 to 26 score line or a 35-34 or a 43-40 to 40, as we saw way back in 1989, even though the wrong team won. That's what fans want to see. They want to see a lot of points. They want to see those fireworks go off. They want to see touchdowns. They want to see big, monster-type plays. They want to be entertained. You know, you go back to last year's Labor Day Classic, the first-ever game at Tim Hortons Field. Ticats beat the Argos 13-12. to And if my memory serves me, all the points were scored in the first half. It was a very windy day, as we've now been accustomed to at Tim Hortons Field. It's just now a windy place to play because of the winds that hurl down the escarpment and roar across the north-south field. So the CFL looking at that game, looking at a host of other games that were like that, where the offenses did not shine and said, we gotta, we got to fix this. And so the first step is changing some rules, and I'm sure those rules might be tweaked and probably should be tweaked in the years to come. But for 2015, this is pretty much what I think every CFL game is going to look like. Maybe not 16 and 17 penalty games for each team, but it's going to be pretty close. I think every game, probably both teams will be in the double digits, you know, 10 to 15. I think tonight was a little excessive. Still have time to vote for your player of the game. 20 minutes to go here in the fifth quarter, brought to you by Wizens Law on AM 900 CHML. We have votes for Brandon Banks. Bakari Grant, Zach Caleros, Andy Fantuz, Hassan Hazimi, Adrian Tracy, and one for the whole team. The whole team got a vote. So I guess everybody else in this list gets one extra tick <laughs> next to their name. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. You can email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter at am900chml at Rick Samprin, use the hashtag fifth quarter. I think if I had to make my case for player of the game, you really can't go wrong with the guy who was hurling the football all over the yard. That was Zach Caleros. Started strong. Got some quick points on the board with that field goal from Justin Medlock about three and a half minutes into the ball game to respond to the Hiralahu kickoff single. Yeah, didn't score a touchdown in the red zone, but 
You know, after the Mike Daly interception, Caleros found Terrence Tolliver, and the Ticats were in business. 10-7, they never looked back. They never trailed. With the 90 seconds left to go in the first quarter, they never trailed from there on in. Kept piling on the points. Uh, piling on the points. Caleros, last week, and, and, and let's face it, this team could easily, easily be 2-0. Without question. You can make a a rock-solid case for what should have been a victory last week against the Stampeders. They played more than well enough to beat Calgary, more than well enough to beat the defending champs. So they could be going into this bye week 2-0, but they're not. Hey, they're 1-1. They lost a heartbreaker last week at McMahon Stadium, a place where they have been absolutely hexed. Haven't won a game there since 2004. Have lost some really heart-stopping last-second or last-moment clutch situations in Calgary. It's not been a friendly place to play. Years ago, they used to get blown out at McMahon. And over the past several seasons, we've had those 34-33 games, those those 10-7 games, those 24-23 games as we saw last week. So this team could be 2-0, but they're 1-1. And coming off a dandy performance tonight in which they mauled the Blue Bombers 52-26. to So at 1-1 going into the bye week, this team is sitting pretty. Next time they'll see the field will be July the 16th. So they got virtually 15 days of rest here. 14 days. And they'll take on Montreal, who by all accounts is going to be starting a Canadian when they take on the uh, Stampeders tomorrow night. That might be as lopsided as tonight. If Calgary plays the way they can, I know the game's in Montreal, but man, oh man, Brandon Bridge doesn't get off to a good start. And Calgary's defense plays as it can, and their offense plays as it should. Well, that could get ugly in a hurry, as tonight's game did for the Blue Bombers in Winnipeg. And then after the Ticats take on the Alouettes, then they're in Saskatchewan against a team that doesn't have their starting quarterback in Darian Durant. So we had, I think, a tweet earlier on in the night saying, you know, this team could be 3-1. and one. Going to Montreal in 14 days and then going to Saskatchewan after that. And then it's the first home game for the Hamilton Tiger Cats after starting the first four on the road as they take on the Toronto Argonauts on Civic Day, August the 3rd. What a way to start the season at home as well. When we come back, we'll announce the player of the game tonight. We'll also name our fifth quarter fan of the night. You guys still have time to chime in with your thoughts on the game as well, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You're listening to the fifth quarter, brought to you by Wisson's Law on AM 900 CHML. A misread, 52-26. I thought one of the more amusing moments tonight, if there was one, would have been the fact that the Tiger Cats went for two after Brandon Stewart's 38-yard interception return for touchdown, making it 47-18, and the Ticats went for two 
with 91 seconds left in the third quarter. The two-point convert was good as Akilaros hit Andy Fantuz, 49-18, as the two teams went for the fourth quarter. I understand I understand the no-lead-is-safe motto for the Canadian Football League, but 47-18? to I'm not sure that is a lead that is unsafe, if you will. Email coming in from Stephen from Penticton, B.C. and emailed last week, and great for him for uh, emailing again. Uh, thanks for listening, Steve. Great, great win, Rick, writes Steve. Uh, still partying over the great win by our cats out here on the West Coast. 100% team effort. What a find with Tracy on defense. Fantastic victory. Thanks for the email, Stephen. Thanks for tuning in to the fifth quarter here on AM 900 CHML. Got about 10 minutes to go. And so let's name our player of the game tonight. We've tabulated the votes. We've looked over these statistics. We've consulted with our fantasy judges. Okay, there's none of those, but we've made some consultations with the football gods. And tonight's fifth quarter player of the game is Zach Caleros. He was outstanding. He was dialed in again. Last last week, he was in the zone. Tonight, again, he was dialed in. 26 of 33, 354 yards, couple of touchdowns and he was dynamite he was absolutely dynamite had control of the offense made a variety of different throws threw the ball short intermediate deep the offense was clicking tonight and Zach Kalaris is a big reason why so he's going to be our player of the game tonight well deserved other nominees Brandon Banks Bakari Grant that's probably your podium right there Kalaros Banks Grant Fantuz, Azimi, Tracy, and the whole team also got a vote. So Caleros with the player of the game nod this evening. Uh, Melissa with a late vote coming in. My vote for player of the game on the fifth quarter is Brandon Banks. Well, still not usurping Zach Caleros, but putting Brandon Banks comfortably in second. Mark also tweeting, do you think Zach should have sat for the entire second half? Hashtag fifth quarter. No, I don't. I know at halftime the score was 38-13. And I know there's a lot of hype, a lot of excitement uh, around Jeff Matthews, and, and rightfully so. He is shown to be a guy who is comfortable at this level. We saw that in the preseason. But preseason to regular season are two totally different enchiladas. Jeff Matthews, I think, has a pretty bright future if he continues on this path. But to sit Caleros right from the third quarter on or the start of the third quarter on, I I don't think I would have done that. I would have given Zach the third quarter, stabilize, put up some more points, which the Tiger Cats did. I think I, I would have given Jeff Matthews the entire fourth quarter, especially going into the fourth up 49-18. I mean, party's over. I would have given Matthews the entire fourth quarter. But the entire second half, eh, you know, I don't think that is... And think of the optics, and this is where I'm coming from. I don't think that would have been the smart play optically. And I know he's not really playing politics as a CFL head coach and a general manager, but Zach Caleros 
is the guy. You don't want to upset the apple cart. I know you don't want to get him hurt. We're looking around the league at all these quarterbacks, all these marquee star players going down with injury. We certainly don't want that here in Hamilton. We have had enough of the injury bug. In fact, we we have to lead the league in man games lost over the last two-plus seasons. A couple of years ago, the Ticats broke a record for dressing 88 players. Broke a record. Most of that went down to injuries. We don't want that to happen anymore. We have, we've had enough with the injury buck, as I said. So, I, yeah, I would give Caleros the third quarter and then enter Jeff Matthews. I would have been comfortable making that decision. Time now to name our fifth quarter fan of the night. He had a great call earlier on in the show. Our fan of the night tonight is Harold. We'll also take Harold's call. Harold, good morning. How are you? I'm good. Um, I, I'm just totally amazed. I, I'm a longtime Tiger fan. Mm-hmm. I never thought that I would see a player that I thought was as good as Garney Henley. And I think Brandon Banks is very, very close. Wow, that is high praise. Yeah, I know, but th- this guy is unbelievable. And, I mean, I, like I said, I'm a long-time Ticat fan, and, and Garney was unbelievable, but Brandon is pretty close. But anyway, um, it's good to see Hamilton get the touchdowns instead of the field goals. Yeah, they, finally. Uh, they uh, capitalized on, I think they only missed on one opportunity. They end up kicking a field goal. Um, they're playing phenomenal right now, and I wasn't a big fan of Zach Kolaris, but I'll tell you what, he's uh, making me change my mind. <laughs> yeah, he's had a pretty good start to the year, that's for sure, yeah. and he had a, a pretty good ending to the year last year. Well, yeah, and and like uh, like I said, um, he, he's a much better quarterback than I initially thought that he was, and I, I obviously... You're not going to win all your games like you did tonight, but yeah, I, yeah. They're, they're off to a great start. And I think it's going to be a very exciting year. Harold, do you have a, a pick uh, or a selection for um, player of the game tonight? Uh be Brandon Banks. Brandon Banks. All right. Well, him and Zach Caleros now tied with three votes apiece, so the early front runners for player of the game. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be close because Zach was really, really good too. Yeah. Harold, thanks for the call. Okay. Harold with our call of the night. He's our fifth quarter fan of the night tonight. Thanks to uh, all our callers tonight. Harold, Steve, Bruce, Frank, Robert, Darcy, all our emailers, all our tweeters as well. Celebrating a dominating Tiger Cats victory tonight. 52-26. Wow. A couple of pick sixes. A couple of TDs from Zach Caleros. Brandon Banks again. Two straight games of the punt return for a touchdown. Last week, 67-yard return. This week, 68-yard return. Who's thinking 69-yard return in a couple of weeks as the Tiger Cats are back in action? And again, what a way to go into the bye week for the Tiger Cats. Especially after how last week's game ended. That last second, really no time on the clock, game-winning field goal by Rene Paradis in Calgary to really 
snatch a victory away from the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Would have been Hamilton's first win at McMahon since 04 and first season opening victory since 2004. But hey, all that has been vanished with tonight's utter domination of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I thought this game would have been a lot closer. Maybe it would have been if Drew Willie did not get hurt. But Drew Willie went down, and the Ticats really put the pedal to the metal. Derek on email writes, Rick, great program, great game, listening from Perry Sound. Hey, hello to everyone in Perry Sound. Uh, Derek goes on to write, I agree with the Zach call for player of the game, but it was a great team effort, honorable mention, Rick from AM900CHML. Keep it up. Thanks, Derek. And uh, one more email from Alan. I agree with you. Caleros for three quarters, then Matthews and maybe Harris for the last couple of minutes. Great game. Great performance. Big win by the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Thanks again to all the callers, emails, emailers, and tweeters. Bye week for the Cats, and then it's off to Montreal on Thursday, July the 16th. We'll be on the air after that game with the fifth quarter here. Brought to you by Wisson's Law on AM900CHML.